Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Mid-East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. An Israeli NGO gives the United Arab Emirates high marks for mandating school books that teach tolerance, peaceful coexistence, and engagement with non-Muslims. The Emirati curriculum generally meets international standards for peace and tolerance. Textbooks are free of hate and incitement against others. The curriculum teaches students to value the principle of respect for other cultures and encourages curiosity and dialogue. It praises love, affection, and family ties with non-Muslims. The 128-page study by the Institute for Monitoring Peace and Cultural Tolerance in School Education, or IMPACT SE, concluded. However, at the same time the report appeared in its evaluation of Emirati textbooks to hew closely to Israeli policy towards the UAE, and more generally, most states that populate the Middle East. As a result, the report, like Israel, that seemingly sees autocracy rather than greater freedoms as a stabilizing factor in the Middle East, skirts the issue of the weaving of the principle of uncritical obedience to authority into the fabric of Emirati education. That principle is embedded in the teaching of patriotism and commitment to defending the homeland, two concepts highlighted in the report. The principle is also central to the notion of leadership, defined in the report as a pillar of national identity. Ryan Boll, an American who taught in an Emirati public school a decade ago, could have told Impact SE about the unwritten authoritarian principles embedded in the country's education system. There is little reason to believe that much has changed since Mr. Boll's experience, and every reason to assume that those principles have since been reinforced. One of a number of Westerners hired by the UAE to replace Arab teachers suspected of sympathizing with the Muslim Brotherhood, Mr. Boll described in an interview teaching in Emirati classrooms as following the autocratic method, very similar to the ruler and the ruled. It's in the classrooms, Mr. Boll said, where those political attitudes get formed, reinforced, and forced in some cases, if kids, like they do, decide to deviate outside the line. They understand what the consequences are long before they can become a political threat or an activist threat to the regime. It's all about creating a chill effect. Seemingly to avoid discussion of the notion of critical thinking, the Impact SE report notes that students prepare for a highly competitive world. They are taught positive thinking and well-being. The report's failure to discuss the limits of critical thinking and attitudes towards authority that may be embedded in the framing of education, rather than in textbooks, raises the question of whether textbook analysis is sufficient to evaluate attitudes that education systems used to groom in their tutoring of successive generations. It also opens to debate whether notions of peace and cultural tolerance can be isolated from degrees of social, 
and political tolerance and pluriformity. The report notes positively that the textbooks offer a realistic approach to peace and security, a reference to the UAE's recognition of Israel in 2020, its downplaying of efforts to address Palestinian aspirations, and its visceral opposition to any form of political Islam, with debilitating consequences in countries like Egypt, Libya, and Yemen. It would be hard to argue that intervention by the UAE and others, including Turkey, France, and Russia, in whatever form contributed to peace and security. The report notes that support for the Palestinian cause continues but no longer is seen as key to solving the broader range of regional challenges. Radicalism and hate are the chief threat. Iranian expansionism is a threat. This is not to suggest that Impact SE's evaluation of textbooks should judge Emirati policies, but to argue that rather than uncritically legitimizing them, it should explicitly, instead of implicitly, acknowledge that the country's next generation is being shaped by a top-down, government-spun version of what the meaning is of lofty principles proclaimed by Emirati leaders. To its credit, the report implicitly states that Emirati concepts of tolerance are not universal, but subject to what the country's rulers define as its national interests. As a result, the report points out that the People's Republic of China is surprisingly described as a tolerant, multicultural society which respects religions, despite the brutal crackdown on religious and ethnic expressions of Turkic Muslim identity in the northwestern province of Xinjiang. Impact SE further notes that the textbooks failed to teach the Middle East history of slavery. The report insists that the Holocaust and the history of Jews, particularly in the Middle East, should be taught, but makes no reference to the persecution of multiple other minorities through Middle Eastern history. The NGO suggests that the UAE could also improve its educational references to Israel. The report takes note that anti-Israeli material has been moderated in textbooks that teach cooperating with allies and peacemaking as priorities. However, UAE recognition of Israel does not mean that a map of Israel is included in the teaching of the establishment of diplomatic relations with the Jewish state. To be fair, Israel may not yet feature on Emirati maps, but Jewish life is increasingly part of public life in the UAE. Kosher restaurants are open for business, as is a Jewish cultural center. Large menorahs were lit in city squares, to celebrate the Jewish feast of Hanukkah in December, and a government-funded synagogue is scheduled to open later this year. Meanwhile, Arab Jews who once fled to Israel and the West are settling in the UAE, partly attracted by financial incentives. Striking a mildly critical note, Impact SE Research Director Eldat Pardo suggested that Emirati students who were well served by the curriculum's pursuit of peace and tolerance, would benefit from courses that are equally unrelenting in providing students with unbiased information in all fields. Mr. Pardo was referring to the curriculum's endorsement of traditional gender roles, 
even if it anticipates the integration of women into the economy and public life, and what the report described as an unbalanced depiction of the history of the Ottoman Empire. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.